0: The Raptors take another bad loss, and the Pascal Siakam rumors are swirling. Hello, everybody. It's Alex Drobin and Andy Redding. This is the Raptors NBA podcast. We have a lot to get to today, but we'll make it quick. Speedy. Speedy. First of all, Raptors lose to the Knicks. 136-130. Bad loss. Another one. Mediocrity. Andy, what are your thoughts about that loss?
1: My thoughts of loss are the same as every other loss this season. It's just the same thing over and over again. It's groundhog day. I'm tired. I'm sick and tired of talking about their losses. It's they get kind of blown out, then they make a run and make it a game, then they lose. It's the same recipe over and over again. And you know what? I don't like the product. I don't, you don't like, like the, the recipe. Product. I'm sending the recipe back to the kitchen. I want something
0: else. We need a new recipe. Speaking <laughs> of needing a new recipe, the Pascal Siakam rumors are swirling. It's crazy. You Google Pascal Siakam, there are like thirty articles about it. Sham Sharania just wrote a piece saying that the three most interested teams are the Atlanta Hawks, the Indiana Pacers, and the Sacramento Kings. Sacramento Kings, yes, Sacramento Kings. Pascal Siakam, 29 years old, earning $37.9 million a year. The Raptors could not let him walk like the Raptors let Fred Van Vleek walk last year. What do you think the Raptors should do? If
1: they can't do what they did last year, they cannot. I think I believe that's a fireball offense if Masai and Bobby just let these guys walk to free agency and don't get anything for them. That's badass at management it's awful so you need to you need to trade pascal you absolutely need to he you need to recuperate some draft picks some young talent you cannot just hold on to him and let him walk to free agency
0: the raptors are 9 to 14 um we keep saying mediocrity at its absolute finest the only we were talking about before that we we're talking about this before. The only person, the only player who the Raptors are kind of interested in, or at least we're interested in, from the Sacramento Kings is Keegan Murray. Mm-hmm. Would you be happy with a Keegan Murray and a draft pick haul for Pascal?
1: Perhaps just Keegan Murray. I don't know if I need the draft picks. That's a nice young chip. Uh Yeah, I'd be happy with that for half a year with Pascal. It's a guy who has a lot of upside who solves some of the Raptors' problems
0: long-term, like shooting. Yeah,
1: I'd be happy with that. Would you not be happy?
0: I would be happy. So the Raptors right now seem like either my fantasy team or your fantasy team. Both of us are doing pretty poorly. I'm 12 out of 12 in one league, and he's ninth out of 12 in another league, correct? That's right. Pesky. I'm the hunt for the playoffs. You're pesky. The problem is... The Raptors need help in all aspects just like my fantasy team. Assists, points, rebounds. The Raptors are small, not enough passing. Um it just seems like there's too many holes that need to be filled and I don't know I don't know who fills those holes. You know what I mean?
1: Oh, I know what you mean. Which to me means these are long-term issues. This is a whole roster reconstruction that needs to be done. It's not I don't think you make a move right now to be good next year. I think you're thinking Three years down the road.
0: Three years down the road. One thing I'll say is that this whole thing makes me sad. Does it? it really does make me sad. This is the last remainder of the 2019 championship era with Pascal, OG, and Chris Boucher, like we were talking about before. And it seems like this era is finally coming to an end. Um, and yeah, it seems like we need a complete overhaul. So is that going to happen this year? They better Because like you said, I don't know if it's a fireable offense, but people are going to be extremely disappointed in Messiah and Bobby if they don't do do something this year.
1: Okay. You're looking for a silver lining?
0: Is that what you're looking for here? The most silver lining.
1: Something to be happy about?
0: Yep. I need to be happy. Toronto's gray. Toronto's gray and ugly right now. It's nasty outside. It's cold. Okay. Then
1: let's look at our neighbors to the west. Mississauga. Maybe that'll give you a silver lining. The Raptors 905. A big part of this organization. It helped. It no doubt helped the Raptors win the championship in 2019. Do you know what the Raptors 905 record is?
0: No idea. No idea, Andy.
1: They are dead last in the G League. They are 1 11. One win all season.
0: 1 11.
1: 1 11. 1 11. 1 11. Dead last. Dead. Last. No, actually, that's so,
0: that's horrible. That's literally horrible.
1: So the Raptors are a below-average NBA team, and it's not like they have a bunch of young up-and-coming guys. They have the worst farm system in the NBA.
0: It's oh, my a, God.
1: You can make the argument that the Raptors are the worst organization in basketball right now. <laughs> you could make that argument if you
0: include the G League teams. We like to go a little overboard on our takes. The Raptors are the worst
1: organization. They have no young up-and-coming guys.
0: Well, we have guys like Scott Barnes. That's true. We have Grady Dick. We have, hopefully, Grady Dick does something. Gary Trent Jr. isn't doing much. Um, Malachi Flynn not doing much. Precious, eh. Dennis Schroeder. What are your thoughts on Dennis right now?
1: He's come back to earth. There's a reason he's been on six teams in 11 years. Good enough to be an NBA player, but not good enough to be wanted by teams.
0: The other guy in these trade rumors is OG Ananobi. We forget that OG is only 26 years old because it seems like he's been in our lives for such a long time. So the OG piece of this is really interesting because I think the Raptors could definitely get a haul from him. But is he going to stay if they choose not to trade him? Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like OG is one of those really interesting pieces that, They need to figure out as soon as possible. And the trade deadline is February 8th. So I don't think they're making any decisions until pretty close to that time.
1: The market's probably not there. They want teams that are hungry for a trade. And there's probably not a lot of teams that are knocking on the door right now.
0: We posted a top six greatest Raptors (laughs) dunkers of all time yesterday. And I have a bone to pick with myself. We put Vince Carter at number one, DeMar DeRozan at number two. And I think those should be flipped because DeMar has two of the greatest in-game dunks of all time, one against Rudy Gobert, one against Timothy Mozgov. I'm upset with myself. What do you think?
1: You think DeMar should be number one over Vince, over the best dunker possibly in the last 50 years of the NBA?
0: I think if you don't count the dunk contest, if you're talking, if you're talking strictly in-game dunks, I think DeMar should be – I got to say it. I got to say it. I think DeMar should be over Vince Carter on this list. You're I taking- I messed it up. You're taking away Vince's
1: marquee moment in his career and saying he's not the greatest dunker. That's not fair. That's not fair.
0: Everybody can put it through their legs at this point, Andy. You can probably put it through your legs.
1: The list is not best in-game dunkers. That's not the name of the list. Best dunkers.
0: Okay, so greatest dunkers of all time. Maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. Maybe we should switch it. Maybe we should have another list of greatest in-game facials of all time. What do you think of Jamari Moon at number six?
1: You know what I think? He should be number 3.
0: He he, was... So you're you're putting Jamario Moon over Chris Bosh <laughs> and over Tracy McGrady and Listen, over Terrence Ross.
1: I could I swear to god Jamario's Moon Jamario Moon's head was above the backboard.
0: I swear to god. Do you remember oh, on that one rebound? Do you remember that rebound? Oh yeah. That one rebound. We should put a clip of that rebound right into the clip. No, but you're Best wrong.
1: rebounds in Raptors history. Top 10 rebounds
0: rebounders or single rebounds
1: single rebounds
0: <laughs> i mean jamari's up there that might be the greatest in-game rebound of all time yes. um okay but the list goes jamari moon at six you're gonna see a ton of content um chris Bosch at number five lots of in-game slams that people forget about terrence ross at number four which we battled with potentially putting t ross at number four versus tracy mcgrady who's at number three T. Ross had a lot of in-game stuff that was a little more on the fast break, a lot of in-game 360s, stuff like that, windmills. But Tracy McGrady had a ton of facials. Then number two, DeMar DeRozan, number one, Vince Carter. Um, I don't know. I don't know what I feel about the list now. Uh it's it's actually been doing pretty well on socials. We've gotten quite quite a good response from it, but we'll see. We're gonna continuously post uh those dunks over the last whatever, two to three days or however long that content lasts. Um, Any other thoughts about those dunkers?
1: James Johnson, honorable mention, cocking that back and
0: slamming. James Johnson, honorable. Maybe we'll do a top 10 or top 25 Raptors in-game dunks of all time. Why stop at 25? Also, by the way, if you're talking about Vince Carter being the greatest dunker of all time and you're choosing to put the dunk contest into this whole thing, why not Terrence Ross? Terrence Ross is a slam dunk champion.
1: But he did not have an iconic moment in the dunk
0: contests. So why would you put him over why would you put Jamario Moon over him then?
1: I'm I'm more joking with Jamario Moon. What
0: do you mean? What do you mean didn't have an iconic moment? He literally won the dunk contest.
1: But nobody remembers what his dunks were. Like you might, but you don't.
0: Everyone I do remember. He had that 360 windmill going the other way. He had um he had a couple of really nice windmills. He had another 360. I think he went through the legs as well, didn't he?
1: But everyone in their minds know exactly what Vince Carter's dunk was, what he did after it's over. It's over. Yeah, everyone- I know. I know. He,
0: put, he did put Toronto on the map. No, I understand. Um, last thing Andy and I went to the Purdue Alabama game this weekend. It was one of the first hall of fame series weekend events for U um, S college basketball in Toronto. We had floor tickets, courtside seats. What'd you think of that experience?
1: uh shout out to our friend Inwood.
0: shout out to Inwood. for the seats
1: uh it was awesome really weird venue coca cola coliseum at like the C&E grounds not meant for basketball like tons of seats blocked off terrible venue actually uh but you were really close to athletes like they'd walk by you and literally in the concourse they'd walk by you after the game uh Zach Eady, animal in his homecoming animal best player best player in college basketball pretty cool
0: Thirty dropped thirty-five point seven rebounds. It was great seeing him in person. He was disgusting. Lots of dunks, slamming on people. Hopefully, he makes the league. Right now, he's projected to be a second rounder.
1: Isn't it crazy that he's the same height as Victor Wembanyama? Both seven foot four, but Wemby's obviously got a ton of other skills to make him a first overall pick. And I
0: don't know, yeah, big boy. He's a big boy. He's a little slow, a little slow, but I don't know. Hopefully, he makes the league and makes a bit of an impact. All right, anything else you want to hit? No, that's it. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast. Make sure to follow us on social media, Instagram, TikTok, Raptors NBA podcast. Um, Andy, anything else?
1: Unsubscribe from everything else. Don't you forget.
0: Thanks, Have everybody. A great day.